Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I was delighted when I came in this morning just to see that there are still some vestiges of the Christmas decorations. It is so beautiful, the way that the, uh, the folks here decorate our churches, both Christmas and Easter. It is it's a real blessing. Okay, I want to look at uh, a line from this first reading we have today from the letter to the Hebrews and just kind of propose this as this incredible, stunning, consoling truth. We hear at the conclusion of that first reading, the author writes, Therefore, he, Jesus, is not ashamed to call them brothers. Just pause there for a second. He's not ashamed to, cause, to call them brothers. He's not ashamed to be associated with his disciples, which means he's not ashamed to be associated, to be connected with you. He's not embarrassed by you. Again, let that sink in if you can. Like, I don't know where those words take you, but I'll just speak from my own heart here. A little vulnerability on a Tuesday morning. That there are, there are plenty of times in my life as a disciple where there are, where like, I'm ashamed of me. Like, where I don't want to be associated with me. Where, because of the things I've done or the things I've, I've failed to do, right? There's plenty of moments where I, my, I hang my head when I consider my own self. Or when I think about my own story, like there are plenty of seasons of my life where I've battled deep insecurities on different levels for different things, like struggling to believe that I'm the kind of person that other people want to be with. Like my mind flashes to those childhood days of being made fun of at different points in school, memories of kickball in fourth grade and picking teams and when you got picked said a lot about what people thought about you. My mind flashes to, <laughs> to middle school dances and so much insecurity and deep wounds and deep lies, so much else. And I'm not sharing all this just to get your pity this morning on a Tuesday morning but simply to share that there are deep places in us. And like, the way that we've mostly dealt with this stuff is just by telling ourselves, grow up, move on, it's fine. And yet the, the reality is our hearts are still responding from like, pain from decades ago. That's, how, that's not only how our hearts work, that's also how our brains work. Our brains are wired to protect us proactively from future pain, from future hurts, future disappointments. Like there are in all of us old places, wounded places where we felt that sting of rejection. Like where we carry this wound that says that there are people who do not want to be associated with me, who aren't drawn to me, who because they think that I'm like weird or odd or not cool enough or not pretty enough or not popular enough or not smart enough. Like whatever your, whatever your enough is, we all got that. 
And then we hear this. He's not ashamed to call them brothers. He's not ashamed. He's not ashamed of your past. He's not ashamed of what you've done. He's not ashamed or angry or disappointed. He's a heart. All he can do is love. Conversions don't happen because Jesus looks at sinners with anger and says, get your act together. No, conversions happen because people finally are overwhelmed by love. Like, how could you love me? How could you want to be associated with me? How could you want to be near me? How could you want to be friends with me? That's what inspires conversion. He's not embarrassed to be associated with you. He doesn't think you're weird. He doesn't think your past disqualifies you. He's not sometimes, okay, sometimes I'm cool with you. It's quite simply this, that he doesn't hold his nose when you come close to him. Like he doesn't have to fake it when you're talking with him, pretending, pretending to be interested in what you have to say. Like we all know that there are people who merely tolerate us. Tolerance, right, is the great virtue of our day. You have to tolerate everything. We only tolerate things that, that are disagreeable. Like we tolerate rainy, ugly, gross days. I don't want to be tolerated. You don't want to be tolerated. I want to be loved. And that's what Jesus is saying. I delight in you. I don't simply tolerate you. And he says, I call you family. He calls us his beloved. He calls us by name. He's not ashamed or embarrassed to be associated with us. To call us friend. And like, who are we talking about? We're talking about God. Like the second person of the Trinity looks at you and says, I'm not ashamed to be known as like your friend. So friends, let us just open our hearts to this beauty, to this truth that the scriptures are inviting us to kind of soak in here this morning, this corrective, that the same God who has the power to silence demons, the same God who came to destroy the works of the devil, that same God looks at you and says, I'm not ashamed of you. I know you and I love you. Amen.